0: Hey guys, for week thirteen for Family Game Reviews weekly podcast, we're gonna do a special review on the game Firewatch. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Michael from Family Game Review, and for week thirteen, email number thirteen. I'm kidding. I just, I just do that thing. We're gonna do a special podcast. Uh, normally, we do like two or three reviews every week. This one is kind of special. We mentioned this last week. We're gonna do it about the game Firewatch. And as always, I have Candy Corn, aka Camille.
1: Candy corn. Get it straight.
0: Oh dear God. I, I you know, every week that we I, I just I think I'm just gonna go hide in the forest like how Henry did. But in any case this podcast one of the things that comes up all the time, this comes up with our reviews and when we request codes for review or you know, parents that come to our site and everything, they always say, wait a minute, you guys are family gamer reviews, so aren't you guys just doing family games? And the answer is no. We do all independent titles, even if they're mature rated. So, when we do family games, we want to make sure we cover all titles from the spectrum. Hold on, Candy Corn's chomping at the, at the tip.
1: Can- Candy Corn has to disagree, because sometimes mature rated titles, like Firewatch, are... Uh, very much family games, and there's you know a reason that they're mature rated, but there's also a reason that they are so
0: awesome that they deserve a podcast of their own. Yes, and, and you know, Campo... If I'm saying it right, I, I've been getting names wrong lately. Campo... Santa College. Always yeah. blame college. I, I, I blame UC Berkeley. I was a Berkeley student, and I blame Berkeley. Berkeley. But they did such a great game, and like, you know, I'm just going to jump into it. Firewatch was phenomenal. It it's, it was. It, it was very it, well done.
1: Two words from Candy Corn, date night. Yes. First of all, you know, the mature rating was not because of any violence. It wasn't because of anything that was, quote unquote, inappropriate. It was, there were some F-bombs. Okay. There were some F-bombs. The uh sh word that rhymes with cruise ship was in there um uh, you know th- like that's it i kind of give
0: like a backstory for people listening like okay mike camille you convinced me shut up now okay but you know one thing this is like an argument i was talking to some of my friends about this and when we did the product testing here for for firewatch we got the code a couple months back and because we got slammed with other codes and we started to you know shift towards aiming all our reviews to be more Asperger and autism friendly and special needs friendly. Certain games on our review queue got shifted more towards the back because either the mature rating or some there were more complications and controls and stuff. So we had to actually sit and watch the gamers. You know, our family gamers play the game and see where they loved it, where they hated, it and so forth. This is one of those times I personally feel bad because they actually gave us a code, which I'm very grateful for. But I wasn't get a, I wasn't able to get a chance to review it right away with everyone because we got slammed and and I finally look at the queue like a couple of days ago and I was like, wait a minute, why is Firewatch in this not reviewed yet? And and I feel guilty. I actually feel guilty because it's such a phenomenal game. It was
1: like leaving a diamond behind. You exactly. Know in the getaway car
0: yeah it's like you know you sit there and you're like wow that was the one diamond that you know you really wanted and it's now in somebody's uber car that's getting arrested and you know you just turn that person's life far worse well that's going to a whole different place
1: <laughs> it's a game where if you're a hardcore gamer you're still gonna love the the story aspect of it uh, and the fact that the decisions the choices you make throughout the game affect the av- adventure that you have the way that the story unfolds but at the same time even if you're not a gamer at all say one one of a couple is a gamer and the other is not you are still going to have a fabulous night sitting together playing this game uh you know which one should i choose you know mm-hmm. wh- which answer should i reply with and and it's just it's so interactive and it's such a fabulous story uh that you can't not get sucked in you know, you
0: know and, and like getting back to what i was saying camille it's candy corn uh what it was uh, some of get the gamers it right I, i'll get it right some of the gamers that i was talking to they're like oh i don't want to play a walking simulator and and i wanted to slap the holy hell out of them when they said that I it's people don't understand that a game could have zero violence, you know, zero shooting or jumping or anything of that sort and be able to tell a phenomenal story. And and I actually got into a debate with him on Facebook. You know, he was like, Mike, I'm not going to play a walking simulator. That's what they are. Walking simulators. You know, they're teaching you how to walk in a game. You know, I rather go back to, you know, Call of Duty. And I'm like, go back to Call of Duty. You're free to do that. But you know what? You're missing out on a good game. And then his wife contacted me. She's like, you guys are arguing. You're like five-year-olds. So I said, your mama. And then, you know, she looked at me. She was like, what's so special about this game? I said, here, go to the Xbox One store, download it. And then after you beat the game, hit me up. Mm-hmm. And three days later, she actually said that not only is her husband apologizing to me for calling it a walking simulator, which I feel is very degrading to games like this. A walking simulator is a treadmill. Yes. That's a walking simulator. And I avoid that walking simulator. <laughs> so, but, you know, they, he, you know, my friend and his wife came back to me. They said they loved the game. They were so taken by it because they were able to sit there together have a drink and play the game and they actually did it in two nights. They actually split it up and they had two nights where they considered a date night where they were able to play the game together, even though he controlled it and she made the decisions in the game and they actually enjoyed the game. And, you know, kind of giving some backstory to this, games like this, and, and I don't I don't praise things very highly unless I feel it deserves praise games like this and gone home. And if you know me, you know, Camille, anyone that knows me personally, they know I loved gone home. Mm-hmm. I thought gone home in the last several years was probably one of the better games that told a story without getting too technical. And then now back then, if you would have said to me before we played firewatch and we were the last to actually play it, everybody else played it, tested it. They gave us their feedback and we were the last two to touch this. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I started to see the feedback, everybody seemed very consistent on what they liked and they didn't like. I was like, all right, let's try this out for ourselves and let's see what it is. And these games are able to tell, like, especially with Firewatch, it's able to tell a story and it gets you sucked in enough to where it doesn't get too campy, I would say. And the story itself wasn't too like predictable or anything like that. No, no. Um, for those that are listening to the podcast right now, it's about a guy named Henry. He becomes a fire watcher at a national forest um, to give some backstory. He's ha- I don't want to get into too much of a spoiler, but he's having some trouble with his wife. He takes this position in the summertime and it's kind of like the day to day things that are going on with someone that's a fire watch. And he has communication with like a supervisor type, which is Delilah at another watchtower. And let's just say, and we are kind of, kind of talk about the spoiler about this after this podcast. We'll have like a 10 second break. And then, you know, if you don't want to be spoiled, we're just going to tell people not to listen after this 10 seconds because Camilla and I are going to kind of dig deep into some questions about the game. But that's what it deals with. You know, it's it's before you even say, OK, that's not my cup of tea. Mike, Cam, thank you for the recommendation. No, you're doing yourself an injustice.
1: If you enjoy TV Mm-hmm. you will enjoy firewatch if you enjoy movies you will enjoy firewatch it's literally like being in a movie or a tv show a really good episode the only difference is that it's interactive you are actually making the decisions that determine how the story plays out mm-hmm. so it's it's more like a life situation simulator you know he he has, as Mike mentioned, he has some marital issues. He takes some quote-unquote me time by taking a, a job for the summer being a fire watch guy in a national park. And
0: he has an adventure from there. Yes. I mean, again, this podcast is not about going to the spoilers of the game, which we are. It is and it's not. But this portion of the podcast is going to cover the game itself. Now, getting to the technical aspect for parents that are saying it's a rated m game i'm not gonna let my kid play it and you have every right to say that but before you even set your mind in stone with that decision the reason why this game got a mature rating in our opinion and this could be different from the production team that created firewatch or other reviewers and you know i personally feel the reason why is because of the f-bombs that were dropped mm-hmm. there is a lot of strong language okay that's nothing that's not going to be you know disputed or anything however just like i wrote in my in our review i personally felt this is me personally feeling if the language was not in the game it would not be able to better shape the story as it was in the game
1: i have to agree because it made it very real and it wasn't strong language like you would see in an action or thriller movie where it's really intense. It's just the casual, very authentic conversation that happens between Henry and the other Firewatch Delilah. supervisor, Delilah. And it's really natural. It's really authentic, which is part of what sucks you into the game is because it's such a believable story. But... Uh, Mike mentioned a couple friends who downloaded it and played it. And there I remember uh, the wife telling me that they had no problem with their daughter walking in the room while they played it because she already heard an F-bomb. She was an old enough
0: teenager. They're 49er fans. They've been dropping a lot of F bombs lately. <laughs> right. So they,
1: they hear if you're if your child watches TV past ten PM when the fcc's you know profanity cutoff is, then your child's already heard the language that's in the game.
0: And and you know to touch on that for a quick moment, I felt like games at times puts in language just kind of as a shock factor to say, ooh, you know, they're being racy by putting in, you know, language. Where in Firewatch it's used in a i t- like i don't like to use the word tasteful way but it's used in a way to help again like i said to shape the story it, you're right it's like two people having authentic conversations it's very
1: natural they didn't yeah. they didn't put in f bombs or any other swear words you know in order to get shock value it's just the way that two adults you know and it's interesting because henry and delilah you know for most of the time do they ever meet face to face
0: without spoilers i don't want to say
1: i we're not going to say right now but the point is it's it's just how they would talk naturally getting to know each other over walkie talkies their only form of communication
0: yes and and you know like when, when people say okay it's a mature rating game okay there's language in their mic there is nothing sexual situated in the game you know other than like language of flirtation that may occur um Nothing that would be considered street language or very harsh mm-hmm. language. Uh, the controls are very simplistic, which are they need to be for a game like this, where you it's a first-person view. You're going through the forest and everything. Uh, the game itself, the controls are very simple. The background music, this is one of the key things that I personally loved. When you hear the background music to the game, it is just phenomenal. And again, you know, I hate to use in this in conjunction of gone home how gone home took a 90s vibe and they took non- 90s grunge music and they added it into the game and like the background when you hear like you know the, the characters talking in firewatch this music fits well and i was so pleasantly surprised when i heard the background music and you know i was able to play through the tracks in the game and i actually went online to try to find the music and i actually got a chance to hear it i was so pleasantly surprised how much detail a company went into making the game feel so authentic
1: and it's funny because you often don't under appreciate you often don't appreciate how good uh the background sound can be in a game until you come across a game like this where you're like wow that's yes. awesome and, and i agree i mean you know let me go search for that you know,
0: on the internet and try to find it. Yeah, that I mean, tells you it's it's fabulous. It is and you know, I I personally if you know, I'm trying to find a soundtrack to purchase and I'm not the type of guy look if for those that are listening, the last soundtrack that I purchased was Final Fantasy Seven and Chrono Trigger. If that gives you an idea how far back this goes. And there's been games out there that have done a great job in soundtrack, but Firewatch is one of those games where the soundtrack itself will make you stop while playing and just let it sit there idle so you can hear the ambient noise and the sound and, and it is and because it takes place in 1989 there is some comical factors to the game i don't want to put it in this review here you know when we do the spoiler portion I'll, I'll speak about it but i don't go camping i'm i am so anti-camping because i'm an old school guy that has to have my wi-fi i need to have a bed and a so if, so if god if i see a beetle go up my, my bed i will scream
1: at the sight of a, a mosquito yes and if you know anything
0: about new jersey that is our state bird yes but see i'm from <laughs> san francisco i'm a bay area kid we don't see beetles out there unless we go to like coyote point or you know go to the park or something i'm a city dweller but fire watch made me feel like okay this is how camping would be or this is how someone that would be a fire watch person would live and they got everything right from the basic details and again not to go into spoilers like other portions of the game they were actually just like they made you f- sucked in and
1: and even can, the plot yeah even the plot. in the beginning in the plot before the actual game game starts before he the even choices. gets to you know the national park and takes that job you're still making you know the choices that lead up to that and it's you're just really, uh... Heartbroken,
0: I would say. You know?
1: You're you're emotionally attached to this game before the, the so-called action even really
0: begins. And see, for a game to do right, Camille, and I mean, you know, as, you know, I've been a gamer since the days of Pong and so forth, a good game that has a strong story, if you cannot get the gamer to be attached to the character mm-hmm. from jump, you're gonna lose that, you know, that person as a gamer. Because... I actually, you know, not going into my personal life, I actually kind of understood where Henry was and understanding why he decided to take this job and all the adventures that he ended up going on and, you know, talking to someone that you never physically met or opening yourself up to someone and seeing how that branch of conversation goes. And this game was so well-written. I, I had to, like, at the end of the game, I actually got up and I, and I stood up and I actually applauded from my chair because... It was watching a form of art. And, you know, people will say, well, Call of Duty is a form of art. No, Call of Duty is a game where you just shoot a bunch of people and call yeah, it a day. Running okay? gun. Yeah, running and gun. And, you know, I call it the paintball simulator. If people are going to call this a walking simulator, which I hate that term, by the way, I'm going to call Call of Duty and games like that a paintball simulator. There, I said. It. Yeah,
1: it's true. It's a good analogy.
0: Yeah. So for those that are listening, this game I would not personally recommend anyone under the age of 8 to play. I will openly say that because of the factor of the strong language. If then again if you're a parent that's more progressive, you know, it's not as bad as how people make it sound. It's hard to say these days because yeah that's you know true.
1: all the time we see kids that are 10 uh, not 10 but you know 11 through 13 dropping f bombs like it's nothing and naturally we're a little shocked because when we were that age we'd be smacked for it but kids today are very different mm-hmm. you know your child at 10 years old especially if they're up after 10 watching primetime tv they've already heard the words <laughs> you know so the mature rating uh keep that in mind it's there when we say strong language there are no gang wars there's no drug deals there's no sexual content it's just casual conversation
0: yes imagine so, if a raider fan and a 49er fan were talking about their teams passionately or mystery conversation i should say because of yes. the storyline and and you know, getting back to, like, like the family factor. I would honestly recommend this game for anyone over the age of 13. And, yeah. and the reason why I say 13 is because we live in a society now which, you know, you and I grew up as 80s kids. And, you know, so the world was different back then.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Where the F-bomb was kind of like a no-no. Like, if you really wanted to upset your parent, you would say the F-bomb when you were that young. Now, if you ever talk to my daughter on Instagram, she drops it like it's nothing. And
1: <laughs> It's true.
0: But the game itself is mature enough. To where a intelligent, an intelligent gamer that, you know, someone that's sophisticated, someone that understands that it is a game, can easily pick it up and play the game without any problems, and I personally would tell everyone, if you're asking for a good game to play, that's a break from, like, these strong blockbuster titles that are just running gun or so forth, Firewatch would be on the top five list that I would recommend.
1: I would strongly agree. I would strong. in fact, I would say that you know think of how much you spend going to a movie Mm-hmm. Right. And when you sit in there, it may be a great movie. I'm not, you know, knocking the movies overall, but
0: you're spending uh, about 40, 50 bucks to watch a 3D movie with two people
1: and you never even look at each other or talk to each other throughout the movie. Most of the time, because your eyes are glued to the screen. Why? Because everything's predetermined. Mm-hmm. This is a game that's at an affordable price point. That's way below, you know, the cost of going to the movies. Mike, what's it priced at right now? It it
0: it varies depending on the platform. Last I checked, it was fourteen ninety nine on the Xbox One, and PlayStation Store. But I could be wrong because that was during a sale, so it could be nineteen ninety nine, fourteen to nineteen ninety nine. But far less than for two people to go watch a three D movie.
1: And it's longer than a movie, so mm-hmm. you have you know at least one night, if not two nights. Of interactive fun, you know, where it's it's just as entertaining as going to a movie, but you're not only interacting with the game, you're interacting with each other, which is why I
0: said this is a great title for date night. Exactly, and you know, again, like we were doing the testing here, you know, we tested the, we scaled our our score based on the controls, which are very easy to pick up and play, graphics, sound. You know, an overall fun. And everyone, even we have two conservative testers in our gaming family. I don't want to call them out, but they're very conservative. You know, they, they don't even like language. And they even felt comfortable playing this game. And they actually said, you know, you know, they came up to me. They're like, Mike, if there was not language in this game, I thought this would have been just somebody that wrote something for an after school special. This mm-hmm. made me feel like I was reading an intelligent book or watching a independent movie. And and when I heard that from them, and I'm looking at them, I'm like, wait, you guys are the ones saying this? They're like, yeah, we actually enjoyed it. We enjoyed, you know, the five and a half to six hours we played the game. And we are now going to go back just, even though we beat the game, we're going to go back and play it again.
1: That's actually a great way to describe it. It's sort of like an interactive, independent movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So... Yeah. You know, what we're going to do now is I'm going to tell you personally, we're giving it a 9.5, second highest game that we've rated on the site. Uh, actually, third, second or third. I can't, it's up there. But, you know, this is something you don't want to miss. Even if you're looking for something, you know, you want to get out of the norm from the Battlefield ones or Call of Duties or sports titles. Firewatch is one of those games that you must play and, and you, then you will enjoy it and understand why we enjoyed it. Mm-hmm.
1: And you can play it again because you can make different choices as you go through the game to play it.
0: Exactly. I mean, again, I'm not going to spoil it with what's going on in the game or in the ending. We're going to record a separate podcast. I just decided right now we're going to do that and just attach it to this podcast. And well, on the description itself, like our spoilers about the game. But I'm telling you right now from us, from myself and Candy Corn, we highly recommend this. Indeed, we do. Mm-hmm. Candy Corn approves. So with that, we're going to close this podcast out. We're going to return back to our normal podcast scheduling program starting next week. But let us know if you played Firewatch or you tend to pick it up or, you've, or you're or you in the process of playing it. Let us know what your thoughts are. You know, use the hashtag, #AskFGR and then tell us what your thoughts are on Firewatch.
1: Thank you for tuning in, everyone. We hope that this uh, <laughs> brought light to a really great title. Get oh, it? Dear get no, it just, brought I'm, light
0: I'm, I'm just gonna run out in the street
1: fire watch
0: <laughs> if you guys are listening just just forgive us <laughs> so i love stupid puns oh god but again guys tune in next week we'll recover recover review some new games and we'll go from there
1: thanks everyone
0: take care